get into our message today, uh, we're going to go to uh, what's going to be ministered on. Now, you got you to gotta kind of keep up. I just started a new series last week, and the new series last week uh, talked about uh, the heaven and the earth. Uh, so you need to get part one if you're going to be able to keep up uh, because every week we are adding on. I do not teach the same message 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. I add on to what I taught the first service. So if you don't know what I taught the last week, then you won't understand that. All right, so we, we, we talked about it last week. We're going to go to our part three today, and, and then we're going to deal with that today. All right, so we want to go to First uh, Peter uh, chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. And we want, we want to do that. Now, we, in this series, there are some, some things we ministered on before, but we want to include them in this series. In 1 Peter chapter 4, and we want to key on verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17. We're going to read verse 17, 18, and 19 together, but we want to key on verse number 17. 1 Peter chapter 4. All right. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 17. Just going to wait till you get there because I want to make sure I read that out of the uh, King James. I'm also going to read it out of the NLT. 1 Peter 4, 17. All right, that's how important this verse is to, to me today. All right, verse 17 says, For the time is come that judgment must first begin at the house of God. And if it began at us, now remember, Peter is writing to the church of God. Peter called the church of God the house of God. He said, the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And, and if it began at the house of God. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous, verse 18, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appeal? Those are the two verses I want to read. All right. Now, I want to read that same thing out of the NLT. First Peter uh, chapter number four. We're only going to look at two verses. 1 Peter 4 and verse number 17 and 18. If you don't mind about writing in your Bible, you can, you can mark those two places in your Bible. Read them a little later. 1 Peter chapter 4. Now, the Bible is a finished book. You got a lot of people who teach the Bible. But they teach traditionally. Otherwise, they teach what other people have already told them. They don't teach you the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17 out of the NLT. For the time has come. Now we're talking about Peter writing to the church of God. The church of God was the first century church, also made up of seven churches. For the time has come for judgment. And it must begin with God's household. 
And if judgment began with us, remember, he's talking to the church of God who he is a part, he, he is a part of. This is not the church to body of Christ. That's us. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment began with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous also barely say, are barely saved, what will happen to the godless sinners? So we're going to talk about the day. Uh, God destroyed heaven and earth. God destroyed heaven and earth. Now, the only way you can be able to minister this, the only way you can be able to minister this, you have to understand what heaven and what earth is. Now, that was last week's message. Last week's message, we gave you the definition of heaven and earth. That's why it says if you don't follow me, you won't be able to get it. So last week I talked about God created heaven and earth. That was the first message under the temple of God. God created heaven and earth. I'm coming right back the next week and show you what happened to the old heaven and earth, or the first heaven and earth. God destroyed heaven and earth. Now, if you don't know what heaven and earth is, you don't know the answer. That's why I gave you last week take. I'm hoping that you'll keep up because I'm going to tell you what it was. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 so you'll be able to catch up. You, gotta, you get free messages. We give them to you free on your podcast. If you got a phone, you got a free message every week on your podcast. You, can, you, you don't even have to buy the CD. You can just listen to it all week long. Matter of fact, all year long. So my job is to make sure you get the word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Told you what God created. But I'm going to go in the word of God. So you can do this yourself to, to check me out. Just look up the word created and see what God created. The only thing God going to tell you he created is Israel, or Jacob, and Jerusalem. And then they're going to show the new creation, which is us. They that shall be created, which is going to be us. All right, so Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And verse 2 is going to say, don't forget verse 2, because when I show you Isaiah 43, you're going to be able to hear what he says. In verse 2 it says, And the earth was without form. Now I'm going to show you, when I give you Isaiah 43, I'm going to show you what was without form. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So God said he created the heaven and the earth. So let's go and show you the two places that are going to tell you what heaven and earth is. All right, now let's go to heaven first. 
That's going to be Isaiah chapter 65, and then we'll back up. God's going to show you. See, the Bible is its own dictionary. You don't have to guess. You don't have to suppose. I like to say it like this. If the Bible didn't say it, I can't preach it. No need of me preaching what the Bible didn't say. But if God created the heaven and earth, then it's in the Bible. He's going to give you the definition. So Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 17 told you what God created. This is heaven. Then I'm going to take you to Isaiah 43 and show you the earth. Told you what he created. All right. So the day God, I'm showing you God destroyed the heaven and earth. So first I'm going to show you what the heaven is. The heaven is Jerusalem. And then I'm going to show you the earth is Israel or Jacob. So that has been destroyed. And then you can also Google, like I say, and it would show you it was destroyed in AD 70. Now, a lot of people would tell you, oh, yeah, the book of Revelation, uh, AD 94, 90 something. No. John, God gave us the book of Revelation while John was on the island of Patmos. And you have to understand what was happening. Why was John on the island of Patmos? For the word of God and for his confession as a witness. At that time, the apostle Paul sent Timothy to Ephesus. That means the church at Ephesus still had to be there. Because Paul sent Timothy to pastor the church in Ephesus. See, you, you got your own Bible. You, see, people are telling you what they're telling you because somebody who didn't know the Bible wrote a Bible, wrote books and stuff, and that's where they got it all from. That's why I was deceived, because I was going by what man said in their books. All right, let's move on. But that's religion, tradition of men. All right. Now, Isaiah 65, verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth. So if he created new heaven, new earth, he's going to tell us what it is then you got to have the Holy Spirit to know if the new heaven is Jerusalem, then the old heaven has to be Jerusalem. If you got a new Rolex watch, and you say, I gave my old watch away, then I have to know that the old watch you gave away was the old Rolex. It doesn't take too much to figure it out if you only buy a Rolex. All right. All right, Genesis 65 and 17. For I create new heavens and a new earth. Watch this. And the, I'm sorry. The former shall not be remembered. Now, that's not what people are telling you now. Because people tell you when the Lord comes, we're going to come back to Jerusalem. Ha, the Lord going to come back to the temple. Ha, we ain't got the temple built yet, ha, but we're working on it. Ha. See, all that ain't nothing but lies, religion, tradition of men. You're not working on that because God destroyed that. That was the old temple. God doesn't live there no more. 
and people are still trying to make it. I mean, all of the stuff that people are coming out is, is what you said against Israel, what you said against Jerusalem. I'm reading the Bible. The Bible said he destroyed. Watch this. He said, will not be remembered or come to mind. And verse 18 said, but be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem. Now, he just told me what the new heaven is. Jerusalem, a rejoicing, and her people, <coughs> and her people. And then it says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and my joy in my people. So he's telling you, Jerusalem and the people. That's why you know the people is Israel. All right? I will rejoice in Jerusalem and I will joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. All right? So when you read Revelation, it's, when I get there, it's going to tell you, I wipe all tears away. That's what he did. There'll be no more crying, no more weeping. That's what he's talking about. All right, now let's go back to Isaiah. So that's the new heaven, which is Jerusalem. Said so the new heaven is Jerusalem. All right, let's show you what the new earth. Now I'm doing this because I, I, I'm, I'm teaching this as a series. Remember, I got enough word for you to last you for the rest of this year. Just on the temple. Because I'm going to show you what's in the temple. And everything I'm showing you, I'm going to show you in the Old Covenant what was in the temple, and that's what's in you. I'm going to teach a teaching showing you that the temple of God is holy. I'm going to show you that's who you are, the temple of God. And I'm going to show you if you defile the temple, what can happen to you. See, this is not a game. All right, let's go to Isaiah 43. We're going to look at verse 1, verse 7, verse 15 and 21, if you're taking note. Verse 1, verse 7, verse 15, and verse 21. All told you about what God created. I already showed you Isaiah 65. He created Jerusalem. He created the new heaven. Now let's show you he created the earth. All right, the new earth. But now, thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 43 and 1, that created thee, O Jacob. Now, the way that you examine me and see am I right, take the word created and do a reference and find out anything that anything else God create. And you will see the only thing he created was the heaven and earth. I'm not talking about in the beginning, of course, everything God had on earth, he created. But I'm talking about he created the heaven, then he put the lights there. You know what I mean? He created the earth, then he put everything there. I'm not talking about that. But those are the two foundations. But now thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel. Now how many remember that I said in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without what? Form. So that's how you look at it. It says, and he that formed the O Israel. See, you, you can find out anything that's not formed anything. He formed Israel. Fear not, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. So this, this is God's creation in earth. All right, let's look at verse 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, once again, 
I have made him. So that's what happened in Genesis 1 and 1. And then let's look at verse 5. Verse 15, I'm sorry. We're reading Isaiah 43, 15. Verse 15 says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel. Once again, your King. See, this is why people still think, they, they take the word J-E-W and don't understand J-E-W ended at the cross. Israel continues. And the reason why is, the reason people became a J-E-W is because God gave them circumcision. So when circumcision was over, you cannot be a J-E-W naturally. That became spiritual. Because now it's of the heart and not of the natural man. Do everybody understand that? All right. So let, I'll show you that in just a moment. Matter of fact, that's uh, Romans, I think. But anyway, i get it in just a minute. I'm the Lord, your Holy One, the, Holy, the Creator of Israel, your King. All right, let's go to the last one, verse 21. We're in Isaiah 43, 21. This people have I formed for myself. Once again, they shall show forth my praise. All right? And that's why when you get a new covenant, it says the people that shall be created shall praise the Lord. All right, now, you're not going to find anybody else. So we got those two things straight. So if God created the heaven and the earth, he created Jerusalem and Israel. Are we okay with that? All right. Then we showed you today he destroyed. See, the reason why I'm doing this is if you know God destroyed the heaven and the earth, you know he's not talking about the planet, but the people who you're talking to, they're talking about the real earth and the real planet. See, they're talking about Star Wars and all this other stuff. All right, and you got to know better. I don't want you in them conversations. All right, so now we're going we're gonna to go uh, to show you that in the world. We showed you Isaiah. We showed you uh, proof of that. Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, and verse 1 through 8. Revelation, chapter 21, and verse 1 through verse 8. So the people that... God talked to and preached this to was Israel. And I'm going to show you that God preached this message in Matthew to Israel, Luke to Israel, Mark to Israel, to, about his coming. But people are taking it now, making big money off of it, because if you know the Lord coming, you're just going to be foolish with all your money. See, you're going to do a lot of foolish stuff because you feel like the Lord coming anyway. All right. Now, in Revelation chapter number 21, are you there? On the screen, we waited. All right, verse 1 says, And I saw, now John is not asking you a question. So hold your finger right there. Let me show you how this book started. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. So you got to know what the, book, what the book is about. The book is about Israel... Going through tribulation. Let me say it again. This book of Revelation is to teach you what happened to Israel 
going through tribulation time. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to show you that everything I'm showing you in this book was already told you in the old covenant that it's going to happen. Now, we know Jesus came to fulfill every jot and every tittle of God's word in the old covenant. So how can Jesus have fulfilled it and it still hasn't happened? See, that's where you got to be smart enough at. Whatever Jesus fulfilled, Christ became. Now, that's a teaching that you always should put under your belt. All right, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Watch this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, not the, not the revelation of the devil. He wants to show you that Jesus did come. That's the revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, what God gave past him. The revelation of Jesus Christ was God gave unto John. Why did he give the revelation to John? To show John or show the other preachers, the other servants, things which must shortly come to pass. Now we're talking about 2,000 years ago. And he sent and he signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bear record. Now remember, John is giving you his record, what he saw. What he heard, that's John, all of John's teaching. Whether you read the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd John, 3rd John, he's telling you what he saw, he's telling you what he heard. He's an eyewitness. Verse number 3, verse number 2, he said he bear record of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and all things that he saw. That's his message. He's telling you what he saw. So if you don't believe what he saw, then you call him John a liar. And you're saying God didn't show him this. And verse number three says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the word of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Not 2,000 years later. All right. Now let's go back to Revelation 21. So John is telling you what he saw. He's not asking questions. Now, Revelation 21 and 1, waiting on the screen. And I saw, that's how you read it, see? And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. But watch what he's going to tell you happened to the old heaven, the whole, old earth. For the first heaven. See, that's the old heaven. And the first earth were passed away. See, he's not asking you, he's telling you what he saw. The first earth and the first heaven were passed away. And then he said, and there were no more sea. Now let's show you what it means to say there's no more sea. Let's go to Jeremiah 27. So if there was no more sea, what is he talking about? He's not talking about the water between. The, water, the Atlantic Oceans and the Pacific Oceans. He said there was no more sea. So people take this naturally. He's not talking about that. He's saying there are no more sea. He's talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about 
old things have passed away. All of the religion tradition of man in the old covenant to get to know God and to find God, all that's gone. The temple and all of its assets are gone. The temple has been destroyed. And the people of Israel were destroyed except a remnant. They left a remnant to be saved. All right, watch this. We talk about what to see. Look at, look, at look at the Bible. We're going to read this out of the NLT, and we're going to read, we're going to read it first out of the, uh, Jeremiah 27. We're going to read it first out of the King James. Then we're going to turn around and read it out of the NLT. And we want to show you the Bible told you what the sea is. So he's not talking about the ocean like that. You know what I mean? Not talking about a body of water. Genesis, uh, Jeremiah 27, verse 9, out of the King James is what I'm waiting for. Then we're going to read that out of the NLT after that. Jeremiah 27 and 19 is what I'm waiting for. All right, here we go. For thus said the Lord of hosts, concerning the pillows. Now, when I read NLT, you're going to understand that. Concerning the sea. Now, I want everybody who can understand what I just said and read it in your Bible. He said, concerning the sea. Did you see that? All right. Then it says, and concerning the base. See, he's telling you the temple. He's showing you the temple. Thus said the Lord of hosts, concerning the pillars of the temple, concerning the sea that is in the front of the temple, concerning the base, bases that's in the temple, and concerning the residue of the vessels that remain in the city, they're all gone. And the next verse says, which Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon took not. So you have to understand that Nebuchadnezzar left that. So we know what Nebuchadnezzar did with Jerusalem. He took Jerusalem in captivity. But he also left something that he didn't take. And that's all they say. He didn't take the pillars of the temple. He did not take the bases of the temple. He did not take the, uh, the sea. He did not take the residue of the vessels that remain in the, in the city. So, but we do know what he did take. So when I get there, I'm going to show you. He took glasses. Gold cups. And we only show you what happened to those gold cups because they were vessels of the temple. See, my whole job is to show you the temple and bring back respect to the temple because that's who we are. And that's where God lives. So when we go to pray, we don't need to be praying up there somewhere. We need to be trying to get it straight in here. All right, so we do see that he said the sea. Now let's show you the same thing in the NLT, just same verse. The NLT, we want to read Jeremiah 27 and verse 19. So when you read Jeremiah, Jeremiah is going to tell you that Israel, Nebuchadnezzar took Israel into captivity. But these things they left because they were too heavy to carry. All right, and verse 19, for the Lord of heaven 
of heaven's armies has spoken about the pillars in front of the temple. How many can see what he's talking about now? He's talking about the big pillars in the front of the temple. We have poles. They props up the temple. See them poles? They're called pillars. It's what the upstairs stands on. This church has pillars, these ribs that goes through here. If anybody remember the building of this church, they put all those ribs up first. They are anchored in the ground in cement, concrete. All right. But chapter 27, verse 19 said, The Lord of heaven's army has spoken about the pillars in front of the temple. The great bronze basin called the sea. Do anybody know what he just said? In the front of the temple, there was a great big bronze basin where they washed. Where the priest had to wash before he go into the holy place. So when I read the book of Revelation, it's going to say there's no more sea. No more water baptism. And yet people still think you got to wash with water before you go into the presence of the Lord. That's what it means by no more sea. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Now watch what it says. So he says, the pillars in the front of the temple, the great bronze basin called the sea, the water carts. Now he's telling you what they are. They're the water carts and all the other ceremonial articles. See, that's stuff was left because Nebuchadnezzar couldn't take it all. And the next verse says, in verse 20 says, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon left them here when he exiled Jehoiakim and of the, uh, of the king of Judah to Babylon, all of the other nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. He said, all this other stuff they left. So he's not talking about what you think he's talking about. He's talking about when God destroyed Jerusalem. Babylon came in and burned the city to the ground. And they destroyed the temple. That's why you have books in the Bible that you should know the name. I'm going to stand. There are books in the Bible that you should know the name. You should, I want you to study these books. Number one. Ezra. Ezra, what you want to find out in Ezra is, it's about God allowing the children to come out of captivity with the prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, Habakkuk. These people are going to, Ezekiel, they're going to all come out. That's why their books are going to come. Ezekiel, I'm sorry, is going to give you the history. When I show you that, they're going to give you the history of what happened, although he was in captivity. He's going to give you the history of what happened to Israel and why they went, why they were the start. We're going to go to that in Ezekiel chapter 8 and chapter 9 today. So you have all the records to show you what happened. You don't have to keep listening to folks telling you, oh yeah, Jesus is coming, the second coming, the second coming, and he's going to come and destroy it, he's going to come, all this stuff, all that stuff has happened already. You in grace, you in a different dispensation. 
you are in the dispensation of grace. It, it's just like people are talking about what happened over there. Say, for example, Noah, uh, in the days of Noah, now Noah had left that time, and his boys are trying to tell you what happened before the flood. That's what it sounds like when I hear people talking about the Lord's coming. He's, you talking about stuff happened before the flood. Before God came and destroyed. See, all this stuff people are talking about now, they're talking about like the devil is still alive and well. And the devil was defeated and destroyed at the cross. All the principalities and powers have been destroyed. Christ has died, buried, went to hell. Whooped the devil head. Locked him up. That's what the book of Revelation told you. Locked him up. He can't ever get out again. He's already been sentenced. All you have to put up with is the spirits, evil spirits. And you don't have to worry about them if you don't bother their idols. That's why I'm telling you, you got to leave their idols alone because they follow their idols. Because that's their house. Can you see what's going on? Where's God? Some of y'all still don't know. He's in his house. The Lord is in his holy temple. You need to write that down. Habakkuk 2.20. Can you go to Habakkuk 2.20 right quick? If you don't remember nothing else, you ought to remember what God is. And you say you're a person of prayer. If you're going to pray, at least you got to know what God is. See, this is what we do. In the old covenant, Jesus told his disciples to pray this way. That's why people still pray in Matthew chapter 6. When you pray, our Father, which is in heaven, you know what you're looking at? You're looking up in the air. And Jesus was saying, why don't you look at me? See, they didn't get it. Jesus was right there. Father was in the Son. And he said, now, when you pray, you pray our Father, which are in heaven. And they didn't know that, that, that the Father was in the Son. But you know now. But the Bible told you in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 19, God was in Christ. <laughs> well, if he was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself, where is he at now? See, that's what we want to find out. If he was in Christ, then where, where is he at now? You are now the body of Christ, so where is he? He's got to be in you. See, the key is, that's why I keep telling people, you go to church all your life, and still can die and go to hell. Because you don't even know what God is. You don't even know God is in you or not. You go to church to make sure that happens. Everything else is just a bonus. But don't go to church all your life and die and go to hell. Never have God inside of you. If this earthly house of this tabernacle dissolved, we have, not going to get, we have another building. And that's going to make sure you, you got that building. Not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens, and you got to make sure that's who you are. My responsibility to make sure you're saved. All right. Now, who I tell you to go to? What about? I said Habakkuk 2.20. There's another one. I'm just giving you one of them. 
It said, but the Lord, now I want you to write this down because if you don't know what God is, that's why your problem, that's 99% of your problem. Because you can't find God and you know where he is. As a matter of fact, when you know what God is, your whole life going to change. All this stuff you see people doing, nobody had to tell me to stop smoking. I asked the Lord to deliver me. I said, I don't want this no more. And all, all these things I was asking God because I didn't want to do that in him right here. I don't want to be doing that and you live right here. I don't want to be smoking in the house and you live in the house. See, all this stuff you're doing, if God was in the house, you automatically would stop doing it. But if you don't know you're in the house, you don't believe in the house, somebody else in the house. That's all I'm telling you. If you don't make sure God in the house, somebody else in the house, he may not be in the house now, but he comes and goes when he gets ready. But when God's in the house, he can't come and go when he gets ready. It's not his house no more. And I'm going to teach you on that. I'm going to show that to you. That's why it's got to be make sure that your house is paid for. And you have a new owner. Got to make sure of that. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20 is on the screen. Come on, everybody read it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Now don't just read it just like he's talking to Habakkuk. He's talking to me. He's talking to you now. Come on. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Come on, point yourself. Now, the Lord is in his holy temple. Watch what he said. Let all the earth keep silent before him. The, all the earth in those days was Israel, and in, in your day is flesh. If God's in the holy temple, then the flesh got to keep silent before him. He's not talking about not talking. He's talking about trying to live his own life. You can't be walking after the flesh. Because the Lord lived right here. Once you get that revelation, it's going to change your life. All right. Now, let's go back to where we were. Revelation 21, 1, right? Anything else? I don't even know what you're saying. I hear Second Chronicle. That's all. If you got another scripture, I can show it to you. That's all you got to say. Second Chronicle chapter 4 and what verse? Second Chronicle chapter 4, verse 6. All right, let's go to that. Second Chronicles chapter 4. Chronicles is a history book, so everything you got it in the, in the history, you have it also in the other books. That's what it, it'll give you, probably give you a reference to this. Second Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 6. Then we go back to the book of Revelation. You enjoying the word? All right, 2 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 6. All right, we're doing out the King James. Okay, here we go. He said, he made also 10 lavas. And he put five on the right hand and five on the left hand to wash, to wash in them. Such things are they offered for the burnt offering. They washed in them. But the sea was for the priest to wash in only. 
How many understand what I'm saying? So they had what they call the sea. They called the sea because it held so much water. I mean, it was, it was a basin. Before you come in, they had a, a great big round tub of brass that big. I'm talking about the thing was, was big and it was full of water. So when the priest got through operating out here, he was able to come here and wash. I mean, just get in if he wanted, but he had to wash. And then he got out, put on his linen clothes, and then he went into the holy place. If you understand, say I understand. All right. Now, that was equal to what happened to Israel, circumcision. I'm not circumcision, water baptism. Now, as the priest water baptized or washed himself, it was a type of repentance. Because he had to be cleansed too. He's the high priest. And if he was not, when he went in that temple, you knew because they had a rope around there to pull him out. If he died in there, that's why the priesthood would change. All right, thank you very much. Now, that's another one, Second Chronicles 4 and verse 6. All that today you can read. But I want to connect that to Jeremiah uh, 27 and 19, right? All right, thank you, wife. All right, now let's go to the book of Revelation. All right, I got to get, get some information here. From the book of Revelation, I hope that helped you out a little bit. All right. So if you know what the basis were for, then you can see that we don't have to do it. The Bible says, and there was no more sea. He's talking about no more water basins to baptize in. They didn't need them anymore. Uh, old things have passed away. Revelation 21 and 1. That's where we're at. It says, and I saw a new heaven. And a new earth. You're talking about a new Jerusalem and a new people. A new earth. The first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. No more Jerusalem. No, now, Jerusalem been destroyed. You already know that. And it says, And I, John, saw the holy city, the new city. Now, remember, he could not make the new until the old had been destroyed. When you read the book of Hebrews, you understand. He could not make the new. That, see, that's why you have to understand what Paul is teaching and what he taught the Hebrews. We'll get, we'll get into all that. And I, John, saw the holy city. And then he's going to tell you what it was. The new, the, the new Jerusalem. The holy city is called the new Jerusalem. Coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold the tabernacle of God. The tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. Remember, that's what he's doing now. So if you don't believe that now, you don't believe that he's living with you now. The tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. He shall be, his, be their people and God himself shall wipe away. I'm sorry, God himself shall be with them and be their God. Is God with you? Yeah. Right. And is he your God? Right. And then watch in verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Now, 
Why, why would you? See, that's what get people right there. See, they said there won't be no more death. He didn't say nobody else going to die. He said there'll be no more death. There's no death to you anymore. Matter of fact, that happened back at the cross when you first got saved. That's, put Galatia 2.20 on the screen. We come right back here. Galatia 2.20. See, God looks at you as already died. Galatians 2.20 says, I am not going to be. I am crucified with Christ. So when the Bible said there's no more death, he's talking to the believer. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. So you got, you got to understand, God looks at us as dead, buried, and raised again from the dead. That's how he looks at it. Now go back to Revelation 21, because I got somewhere else I got to get to here. All right. And verse 4 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. He's talking about tribulation, okay? And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give unto him that's a thirst of the fountains of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Now he's talking to Israel. He began the first chapter talking to them about inheriting all things. Now he ended the book by inheriting all things. You inherit all things in Christ. I will be his God and he shall be my son. But then he's going to tell you what happened to the unbeliever. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, all murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burning with brimstone, which is the second death. See, the, that, that's what he talked about death. There's no more death. There's not a second death for the believer. We, we died in Christ already. Our soul never die again. You see, somebody, ought to, somebody should have said something. In, you know what I mean? It ought to be nice to know that you won't have to worry about death. That's the, that's the insurance of a believer. Never got to worry about death. See, my physical body will die, but my soul will never die. And my soul will never see death. My soul will never know death. To be absent from the body. Let me tell you this way. If I happen to, if, and I pray to God, none of this ever happened. But when a believer is, when a believer is in an airplane, and that airplane have to crash, God have to take that believer out of that body because he can't see death. He have to take he have to take him out. I guarantee he probably looking back as, as he's because he can't see death. He can't see. Listen, he can't let him see it. Can't let you see death. It's an awesome thing to be saved, brother. When you save, you save from death. You're saved from hell. You're saved from the grave. You're saved from eternal anything, any kind of judgment. You're saved from it. 
All right, always thank God. That's what it means to be saved. All right, now let's, let's go to, uh, that's enough for that. Let's go to Second, uh, second Thessalonians. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and I want to look at eight verses. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to look at eight verses. You have to know when God's talking about natural and when he's talking about spiritual. I'm showing you now natural. Second Thessalonians, he's talking about a natural temple. So you have to know when God's talking about a natural temple, when he's talking about a spiritual temple. When I go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you are the temple of God, he's talking about a spiritual temple. When I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he's talking about a spiritual temple. When I go to 2 Corinthians 6, he's talking about a spiritual temple. Here he's talking about a natural temple. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse 1. We're going to read this whole chapter. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about natural. He's talking about Jesus coming to them in the air. They will see him, naturally see him. By our gathering together unto him. Thessalonians is not talking to you. Let me show that to you first of all. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. Go back to the book of Acts. See, if you want to know who these people are, just read the Bible. Acts chapter 17. See, I don't know how, I don't know why it's so hard for us to understand It wasn't long before we got, well, I won't mess with that. Huh? Acts 17, 1. There was no, let me put it this way, there was none of us in Thessalonica. Okay. Just got some of us in Michigan, now we want to be, all right. Acts 17, 1. Now when they had passed through Apollos, uh, Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. That's what I want to show you. Now, here they are. They came to Thessalonica. Now, if I go over here to 2 Thessalonians, where is 2 Thessalonians? Who do you think the people are? If the people are Thessalonians, where are they from? Thessalonica. You can figure that out, right? The people are in Thessalonica, but they are Thessalonians. You all right with that? All right, so we're not talking about you. We're talking about Jews. All right, and verse 1 again, it says, they came to Thessalonica where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul said, and Paul, after his man of war, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days he reasoned with them out of the Scripture alleging and, uh, and opening that Christ must need have suffered and risen from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach to you is Christ. So, and the Bible said, and some of them believed and some of them consorted with Paul and the devout Greeks, Greeks, they were called Gentile at that time. A great multitude and of the chief woman, not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them 
certain lewd fellows of the basin sorts and gathered a company and set all the city on the uproar and assaulted the house of Jay. See, you're not dealing with, you're dealing with Greeks and you're dealing with Jews. All right. Now let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says in verse 2, in verse 1, he's talking about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about, I gather together unto him. And in verse 2 says, do you do not be soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit or by word or by letter from us as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there shall come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, talking about the devil himself, who opposes and exalted himself above all that's God. Now, I already know that's not him because the devil is not in my dispensation. Amen. See, some of y'all don't know that. It's just like the devil, you know, the devil not in your dispensation. See, I can show you in the word of God what Jesus did with the devil. The devil is not in, in the dispensation of grace. Let's move on. If you go back to Genesis, you don't see the devil till you got in the law. Let me move up. Let me get it up here. You didn't see the devil till after God gave Adam the law. He's not in grace. All right. Now here it is. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Watch what it says in verse number uh, 4. Watch what it says now. He opposes and exalts himself above all that's called God. Or that is worship. So that he asked God. Sitting in the temple of God. How many know that's natural? Come on now, y'all got to at least help me out a little bit now. Amen. How many know if you're sitting in the temple of God, that's natural? It's not hard, is it? Here's a, here's a man who was of Rome. He's the king of Rome. They had taken over Jerusalem. Now the king made Jerusalem his place, took the temple, made that his headquarters. And I'm going to show you the word of God. That is called defiling the temple. And when God saw it, he couldn't stay no longer. And I'm going to show you all the way from Genesis all the way down. Some of you probably never seen it, but you need to watch Belteshazzar. The book of Daniel is what you need to watch. And under Daniel, you will see during that time, Nebuchadnezzar took Israel into captivity. And when they took Israel into captivity, they took all the holy things out of the temple. And they put them into the temple of their gods. And when Belteshazzar had a, a party with thousands and thousands of people to come to his feast, you have to be able to see him laying on his sofa and all of the big time folk there and all of the pretty women. And so he said to his servants, get me the vessels out of the temple of my God and bring them to me. And the man said, 
uh, O king, uh, you're not talking about the vessel you got when you took Israel captivity. Your father took Israel captivity and you brought all those vessels and put them in. You're not talking, that's the one I want. I want all the temples of gold that the Jews, gods, drank out of. Bring them to my party. I want all my people to drink out of the, they and they said, you shouldn't do that. No, just bring them anyway, would you? And while they were drinking out of the glasses and the vessels of the God of Israel, all of a sudden the angel shows up on the back wall and began to write, Mini, Mini, Tiku, you fasten. And he began to smoke. The writing was on the wall, called the handwriting on the wall, began to smoke. And the king kept looking, going like, what's that? What's that? What's... Somebody tell me what that is. He's soaping up, ain't it? But he realized. See, what you need to do is find that so I know the scripture. That's what good helpers do in the Bible class. Meaning, meaning, Tiku, you're fasting. He saw it, he like, well, somebody tell me what this, what this is. So they went and got all their wise men. He got all his wise men, sorcerers, scholars, all of them said, look, tell me what that means. We don't know, O king. We don't know. We don't have no idea. He said, well, I tell you what, if I kill all of y'all, somebody tell me. They said, O king. Daniel chapter 5, verse 27. That's where he said, meaning, meaning. That's what I want. Put it on the screen. I, see, everything I say, I like to show it to the people so they can take their Bible home and look at it later. Now, here they are having a big party. God, angel, wrote on the wall. God said, hurry, hurry. Write on the wall what I'm about to do. That same night, the same night. Chapter, verse. Chapter 5, verse. Now mark that in your Bible. Chapter 5, verse 24. So you have to understand, this happened because he defiled the temple. And I'm going to show you the Bible already said, if any man defiled the temple of God, him him, God will destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. This is the problem so many people have in their life. They don't understand what's going on. You can't get involved with idolatry. You, you the house of God. Whew. And he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast. He's talking about what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. His dwelling was with the wild ass. They fed him with grass like, verse 34, I thought I want what verse? Daniel chapter 5 and verse 24. It's all I want. Daniel chapter 5, verse 24. You don't have to start at 21, just give me 24. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written. That's all I want to see. Go to the next verse, tell me what the writing was. And this is the writing that was written. See, that's what I want the people to see, what was written. I already told you. You're going to read Daniel chapter 5 a little later on. I know you are. Meaning, 
mini tickle your fasten. I said, get somebody to find out what this is. Y'all got me the interpretation yet? Y'all want me to do the reading, huh? This is the interpretation of the thing. Meaning, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Daniel, Daniel. You want Daniel to tell you? Daniel got to tell you the truth. Make sure this man get rewarded with a lifetime supply, with everything he needs, take care of him for life. Okay. But Daniel going to tell you the truth, bro. Meaning, meaning, talking so far, mean God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. That just meaning. Tico, you weighed in the balances and you've been found wanting. What did he do? How many, can somebody tell me what he just did? I don't hear you. What did he do? He did what? He defiled the temple. He took the things, the holy things of God and use them for his own personal reasons. He defiled the very temple of God. God's temple is holy, and he used it for his own purpose. That's what he did. What the next verse says? What the next verse said he did? Tickle, thou art. Tickle, thou art weighed in the banister and found warning. You fasten. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. At that time, the Medes and the Persians were coming through the front gate. Do you read the rest of that chapter? The Medes and the Persians was coming through the front gate. It was over. Came in and killed him and all his people. The same night, Persia took over the kingdom. See, people don't understand, this is not a game. Like I told you last week as I close, how you take care of the temple will decide how well you are taken care of. Go back and look at, go, look back, go back and look at the priest. Why was the priest so taken care of? He took care of the temple. There was a young man in 1 Samuel. We're going to deal with him. His name is Samuel. He's in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, but he's in 1 Samuel when he was a boy. He was a little baby. What did his mother do? Brought him to the temple and left him. God used him as the high priest of the temple. Never worked a day in his life. God took care of him all the days of his life. All he had to do is serve the Lord. If you will serve God, if you'll worship him in the spirit of holiness and truth, God will take care of you. Take care of God's business. God will take care of your business. Hey, come on, get up on your feet. Get a lot of great big, gave great big hand clap of praise. Oh my God, our God is so awesome. Our God is so good. Take care of his house. Live holy in his house. Reverence his house. Keep it filled with praise. Keep it filled with joy and laughter. God wants your house, his house to be noticeable. It's no different than this church. 
is separated unto himself. This house is separated unto God. That's how you want us. Hey, Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. Put your faith in Christ's death, bed, and resurrection, and then live for him. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.